Amen. Praise God. We have the victory. Are you thrilled about that? Do you thank God for it on, on a daily basis? We have the victory. Amen. Smile real big at somebody. Tell them, I'm glad I have the victory. Everyday victory. And it's all because of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated. Open your Bibles to 3 John, verse 2, once again this evening. This was our theme this morning. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Two things that God desires to take place in your life. Number one, that you prosper. Number two, that you live in health. Amen. I thank God for that. You know, religion doesn't teach us that. Religion says that God wants you sick. God wants you broke. That's just not the Bible. I believe that I'll just stick to the Bible. How about you? So we said that one of the reasons why, or a primary reason why, that we wanted to have this special weekend is to uh, continue on our theme about being an, a year of unprecedented outpouring of the goodness of God. And prosperity and healing are manifestations of the goodness of God. God is good. Don't your neighbor say, my God is a good God. A good God doesn't want his people sick. A good God doesn't want his people broke. Amen. So we're believing that before this year is up, we've still got a few months left, that you are going to enter into unprecedented, meaning you've never experienced it quite like this before. Unprecedented prosperity. Unprecedented divine health. Hallelujah. Amen. And so um, I shared this morning that uh, there has been an anointing on my life in ministry to teach on the laws of prosperity. I've taught it all over the world. And I get testimonies all the time about how people have, have mixed their faith with the word they've heard preached. Many testimonies, we get them all the time. I'm not talking about just occasionally, but all the time of people that are having financial miracles, people getting out of debt miraculously. Amen. And then I said that one of the strong anointings that is on Richard Roberts' life is for healing and miracles. He operates some differently or somewhat differently than his father Oral Roberts did. Brother Roberts believed that God had anointed his right hand, and if he laid his right hand on you, then he expected you to be healed. And testimonies, I can't even tell you the number of testimonies. I've watched so many films of those crusades, of miraculous healings and deliverances. And uh, that same anointing is on his son Richard, even though he flows in it in a little bit different direction or a different way, mostly through the word of knowledge. And so we want you prosperous and we want you healed. Hallelujah. Because that is God's best. Amen. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I want you prosperous and I want you healed. Amen. Let's thank God in advance for it right now. Amen. At the end of the service this morning, I prayed a, I believe, Holy Spirit-led prayer for your prosperity. And tonight, you're going to have the opportunity to mix your faith for healing, miracles, and that your body will begin to experience unprecedented, the unprecedented goodness of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So stand one more time, if you will, and let's welcome... Richard Roberts to the platform, and, and uh, we just believe that God's got a message for you. I, I like the way Bob DeWeese used to introduce his dad, Oral Roberts, and here's God's man of the hour, Oral Roberts. Hallelujah. 
Well, here's God's man of the hour, Richard Roberts. Brother Jerry, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. <laughs> Lift your hands under the Lord tonight. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. For this is the day that the Lord has made. And we rejoice and we are glad in it. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I receive it afresh and anew tonight. Let me minister like a man from another world. Thank you, Lord, for the next level. I praise you tonight. I thank you, and I receive that fresh touch in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Give a shout of praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. And you may be seated. Thank you so much. Brother Jerry and Carolyn, thank you so much for this opportunity. Pastor Justin, Annette, thank you. It's an honor to be at Heritage of Faith. And uh, for those of you watching us online, hallelujah, stay tuned for miracles. Glory to God. Give them a big God bless you watching online. Brother Jerry, you're talking about my dad saying God is a good God. When I grew up in the 1950s, very few Christians knew that God was a good God. They thought he was a God of judgment, punishment, vengeance, waiting for us to make a mistake. So he could whip us and say, I knew you were no good. I knew you, I knew we couldn't count on you. And he came along with a message saying that God is a good God, not a bad God. That God was for you. He was not against you. He sent his son to show us what he's like. And he would say, God came or Jesus came to take off you what the devil put on. And to take out of you what the devil put in. And to put back on you what the devil took off. Because God is a good God. And I was there... I was there in those crusades in those days when he, he called a great songwriter by the name of Stuart Hamlin and said, Stuart, I want you to write me a song. I want to say God is a good God. And he wrote that song. And I would come on television singing that song, uh, preparing the way for him to minister. And then, then he began to say something good is going to happen to you. And he called Ralph Carmichael and said, I want you to write a song. For Richard to sing, I want to change our opening on our TV program. I want him to sing, come on the air singing, something good is going to happen to you. And they called him the something good man. Not the good humor man, the something good man. So I remember those days and I remember the goodness of God. And you're ministering today and this year on the goodness of God has resonated in my heart. And I know it's resonated in your heart uh, as well. And I thank God for that message today and, and for this a one-two punch of prosperity and healing together this weekend. And Jerry, Brother Jerry told me that I can just be myself tonight. Now, that's dangerous. He once said that to my dad when my dad was spending the night at his house, which is what I did last night. And he said, Brother Oral, you could just be yourself. Well, late at night, Jerry went down to the refrigerator, and he saw my dad standing there drinking milk from the carton. And he looked over, knowing he was caught, and said, Well, Jerry, you told me I could just be myself. <laughs> Act like I was at home. Well, I didn't do that last night. I thought about it, though. <laughs> but I praise God for this church and for this ministry and for what Brother Jerry and Carolyn have meant to me and to my wife, Lindsay, all of these years. And I praise God. I praise God. I praise God. Now, Lindsay, I'm sure, is watching tonight on, online. I thank God for her and for her ministry. She has been here many, many times and uh, has ministered here in conferences before and preached on a Sunday, I think, as I recall once. But I thank God for an opportunity to be here tonight. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, open up to John chapter 2. I was sitting in the front bedroom at Brother Jerry's house last night, and I was praying about today. And I heard the Lord give me the title of this message tonight. He, he called it catapulted to the next level. Catapulted. Everybody say catapulted. Say catapulted to the next level. And Carolyn has a desk in there, and she and I got the pen that you have over there. 
uh, and uh, I, wrote, I wrote down what the Lord said last night, and then I looked up the meaning of the word catapulted. Here's what catapulted means. It means to jump on or to spring forward, to launch something, to move quickly, to leap forward, to have one's status increased rapidly. David was catapulted forward in his ministry when he defeated Goliath. God set him and catapulted his life forward. He became king and never lost a battle. Uh, Elisha was catapulted forward when Elisha, or Elijah, I should say, was taken to heaven in the whirlwind and that mantle came falling down. And he took it and struck the waters and the waters rolled back just like they did in Elijah's day. He was catapulted forward. And I think that's what Brother Jerry has been talking about. At least when I heard the Lord say catapulted to the next level, that's what I heard in my spirit. I heard about being catapulted to the next level. And that's what I'm praying and believing for. Uh, My dad did have a, a sign that God gave him. And as Brother Jerry said, it was his right hand. That's the way God used him. And that's the ministry that I grew up in. I grew up watching him lay hands on the sick, some two million people individually. And it was not unusual for him to lay hands on thousands in a service. I remember in Trenton, New Jersey, he laid hands on 10,000 in one afternoon. And I walked every step with him, carrying his coat and helping him and giving him water. And it took almost three hours to lay hands on 10,000 people. And... uh, God prophesied through him over, over me when I was 19 uh, on the day I gave my heart to the Lord that I would someday enter the healing ministry. And uh, I, I had been schooled as I grew up, you see, because in those days I traveled a great deal with him. And, uh, and, and oftentimes he would call me up to stand by his side also to pray for the sick with him. I didn't realize that uh, the day would come when I would have my own healing ministry, but I was doing what he told me to do. And then in uh, 1977, it was prophesied over me on live television through Vicki Jameson that, that my healing ministry would be different. Now, I didn't understand that. I thought my healing ministry would be a laying on of hands ministry because that's how I grew up. That's what I had learned as a boy. And, and she prophesied over me and said, no, your ministry will be different. And I said, why? She said, because God doesn't call you to be someone else. He calls you to be yourself. And she prophesied and she said, your ministry will be a word of knowledge ministry. And she said, there will be a power that will come through your chest and it will come through your voice. And she said, you'll be in nations around the earth with huge crowds and you will not be able to touch people. And she said, you will, not, you will not suffer the disappointments that your father faced when there were still people to be prayed for and he had no strength left in his body. He said, you will stand up and you will stretch forth your hands and there's a power. The power of God will flow through your chest and through your voice. And when you speak, There's a power that will come out and people will begin to be healed. I didn't understand it then. And and the Lord began to school me over those years. And I began to understand as time went by. Then then in in the spring of 1980, uh, Lindsay and I were in Albuquerque, New Mexico, when all of a sudden the healing ministry broke loose. And I began to give words of knowledge which I had never done before. And things began to come out of my mouth and, and uh, that I had not thought of. And I knew it had to come from God. And people began to respond and come forward and give testimonies. And God set me at another level. And my life has been a journey of different levels. And I'm not comfortable at the level that I'm at. I want the next level. How many of you want the next level? I want to be catapulted forward to the next level. Okay? John, John chapter 2, if you have it in your Bible, John chapter 2, and notice down in verse 9, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him, every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. 
but thou hast kept the good wine or the best wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. This beginning of miracles. I want you to hear those words. This beginning of miracles. He did not intend for miracles to stop. This beginning of miracles. I heard a man online preaching, and he said these words. Down through history, there have been three specific periods of time when God healed. The first was during the lifetime and ministry of Moses and Joshua, which encompassed about a hundred-year period. Miracles happened during those years, and then they died out until Elijah and Elisha came along. And once again, over a period of about a hundred years, there were miracles. And they died out again until Jesus came into the world and his disciples and their earthly life and ministry about a hundred years. And after that, all miracles ceased. And I, I, I wished that I had known his phone number. I wished that I could have shared what I'm going to share with you tonight. I have a little trouble with that theology. Because the Bible says this beginning of miracles, which means he did not intend for it to end. Tell Mary Lou up in... Idaho, that miracles don't exist. Because when she called the other day for prayer, she lost almost 100% of her healing. The humming and the noises, she said, were about to drive her insane. But when I prayed over her, suddenly her ear opened and she now has perfect hearing. Amen. Tell Mary Lou that miracles don't happen today. Tell Philemon, was a great Bible name, isn't it? Over in Johannesburg in South Africa who had extremely high blood pressure and was hospitalized when he called for prayer, suddenly now the doctors say his blood pressure is absolutely perfectly normal and they released him from the hospital. Amen. Tell Philemon that miracles don't happen still today. Tell uh, Kenneth up in Edmonton, Alberta, who just called the other day. He said, I was diagnosed with prostate and bladder cancer. And on the MRI and on the ultrasound, they found 100 excuse me, small tumors in my bladder. The doctor said, my bladder must be removed. So I called you for prayer. Now they've gone back in. They can't find one single tumor in his bladder. Not only that, but they can't find any cancer in his bladder and his prostate. Tell Kenneth that you don't have miracles today. Just try to tell him. Tell Umesh over in West Bengal in India who called just this last week for, for prayer because of his wife who was uh, having chest pain and fever and virus. And suddenly now it's completely gone. Tell Constance up in Mississauga, in uh, Ontario, up in, uh, in the Toronto area, out by the airport, who's having a problem with boils on her body, boils all over her body. And she called for prayer. Now suddenly they can't find a single boil on her entire body. Every one of them's gone. Tell Constance miracles don't happen today. Tell Deborah up in Wilmington, Delaware, who called this week to say, Thank you, I've had 48 years of pain in my neck. Now, have you ever known a person who is a pain in the neck? Everybody look straight ahead. Don't look to your right. Don't look to your left. I've had pain in my neck and torment for 48 years. But when you prayed for me last week, now suddenly for the first time in 48 years, I have no pain. Tell her that miracles don't happen anymore. Tell Shashanta, who is in Cuttack City, India, who called this last week because his mother had been diagnosed with tuberculosis. A lot of people think tuberculosis has been wiped out. Well, not overseas, not in some of those countries. And they call for prayer, and now the doctor cannot find a trace of tuberculosis in her body. Tell her that miracles don't happen anymore. Tell Frances over in Union City, Georgia, because her daughter had cancer in her right leg. 
and called for prayer this last week. Now the doctor said they can't find a trace of cancer in her leg. It's completely gone. Tell her that there are no miracles anymore. Tell Wilma, who is in Windhoek, Namibia, which is formerly Southwest Africa, up to the, the north and west of South Africa, down on the, the, the lower bulge of Africa. Her four-day-old baby was on a ventilator, could not breathe. Now he's totally off the ventilator, breathing perfectly normally. <laughs> Tell these folks that miracles don't happen. A man said to me, Richard, I, I don't believe in miracles. I said, well, you will when you need one. Your theology can change, and suddenly you need a miracle. I love the healing ministry. This ministry was forged in the fires of healing evangelism. I love to preach, but what I love more is praying for the sick. Because that's what our ministry has been known for. It's been known for the healing ministry. And I'm, I'm not a long-winded preacher. No. He who speaketh short shall be invited again. <laughs> but I like to help people come to a place to release their faith. And that's what tonight is all about. It's about letting your faith go. It seems so simple, and yet in so many people's minds, it's so difficult. How do you let your faith go? Well, you turn it loose. <laughs> How do you turn it loose? You let it go. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about rocket science here. <laughs> How do you let your faith go? Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, I take my faith of which I believe, and I release it to you. And I expect a miracle. It says it right there. I expect a miracle. 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 Until it gets inside you. And suddenly it catapults you forward to the next level for God's miracle touch. Now that's, that's, that's me. That's what I do. Although it's not me doing it. I'm just the one cooperating. I'm just the conduit through, which, through whom the power flows. It's not my power. It's his power. Somebody right now, you're suffering in your chest having difficulty with your breathing. And whoever you are, you just stand up right now. God wants to heal you right now. Amen. Suffering in your chest right now in the name of Jesus. One of you, two of you, three of you, four of you, five, six. You know, I was in many, many Catherine Kuhlman meetings. I sang seven people, eight people. I sang with Catherine for a number of years in her meetings, and I, I never heard her preach longer than 15 minutes because she couldn't wait to get to the miracles. <laughs> a lot like that. Praise God for that. She would try to preach, and God would interrupt with the word of knowledge, and she'd take off and preach, and I'd pray for the sick for the next three hours. I'm not going to pray for three hours, but maybe just two and a half. <laughs> But God is moving here. And thank God you're in a church that believes in miracles. You know, you're under a pastor. You're under a leader who believes in the miracle power of God. And the coupling of the prosperity and the healing. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And that covers every area of your life from the crown of your head even unto the soles of your feet. In the authority of the name of Jesus, I come against this difficulty in your chest. I bind it and come out. Come out. Come out of her. Come out of him. Come out of her. Come out of her. Come out of him. Come out of her. In the name of Jesus. 
Now just begin to start taking some deep breaths. Just begin to start taking some deep breaths. Just begin to start taking deep breaths. Yeah. Yeah. All the way and all the way out now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Feel the difference now? Yeah. Yeah. That's not me. That's God. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did you notice that in Acts chapter 3, Peter did not pray for the lame man? He said, such as I have, I give you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And earlier or later in Acts, Paul did not pray uh, for, the, for the crippled man either. He perceived that the man had faith. That's an operation of the word of knowledge. He perceived and he spoke to him. He didn't pray for him. Now that's the next level. They would lay people on cots so that Peter's shadow would pass them and they were healed. That's the next level. I don't know about you, but I'm going to the next level. I want to take that authority that God has placed in me and I want to deliver it to people. And I want to teach pastors around the world. That's why over the past three years, I've laid hands on more than 5,000 Indian pastors in India, teaching them how to do what God has called me to do. And now they're having miracles in their churches every week. They're having miracles literally every day. How I praise God for that. How's the breathing now? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. How's the breathing now? Uh-huh. Yeah, how's the breathing now? It's good. How's the breathing now? Better? Yeah. It's oh, she said great. How's the breathing now? Yeah, great. Hallelujah. Somebody give praise to the Lord. Different methods, but the same manifestation. Different highway, but you're still going to the same place. Okay? God doesn't call you to be like someone else. He calls you to be you. He needs you to be you. All my life, as I grew up, people said, how are you going to fill your dad's shoes? Well, he wore a size 11 and I wore a size 9. (laughs) Chances are a size 11 shoe never fit my foot. However, I could fill my own shoes out to the toes. By the way, Brother Jerry and I wear the same size shoe. I like that. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. Who needs healing in your back? tonight. If you need healing in your back, just stand up. I've seen so many back healings lately, hundreds and hundreds of people. I've been doing a lot of um, Zoom calls. I did one recently for 26 churches in uh, uh, Pakistan, and, and, and I, was, I never had to leave my living room. Hundreds of healings, because there's no distance in prayer. He not only was in my living room, but he was in those 26 churches that had gathered together for a service online through Zoom. You know, I don't think we Christians realize what we had, what we could have been doing until the pandemic hit. And suddenly we began to get smart. We can do a lot of things that we didn't think. I I preached all over the world, didn't leave my living room. I preached in Moscow. I I, I preached in in, uh, Nicaragua. I preached in in Ghana. I, I, I never went there, but I preached there, had miracles there. Because he's the same God. God is catapulting us to another level. And I've been waiting on you for the last two months. I've been waiting to get down to Crowley. Because I haven't been out on the field preaching live and in person for two months. I've been storing it up for you. I haven't been out on the field since the first weekend in May, and I've been like a caged lion at home. I love to do television. I love to do Zoom. I love to do Facebook Live healing services, and I've been doing them. But what I really love is to be face-to-face with somebody so I can reach out to them. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Who needs healing in your back? Somebody who's sitting next to him, touch him right now. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Here it comes. Every back pain, come out. 
I take authority over you. Come out. Come out. That which I have, I give unto you. In Jesus' name, be healed. There comes warmth now. There comes healing. There comes healing. Some of you are going to be able to start moving right now, and you're going to be able to find the back pains leaving you now. You'll be able to bend and twist and turn right where you are. You're going to find the pain is leaving you right now. Just examine yourself right now. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Just examine yourself. Whatever you feel you should do, just examine yourself. You're going to find, there it goes. There goes the pain. There it goes. There it goes. There it goes. Now, who can tell you're getting a back healing? Wave your hand at me. Wave your hand at me. You can tell. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I can't tell if he's praising God or his hands raised. Nine, ten. Somebody give glory to God. It's a different manifestation, but it's the same power. Okay? Praise God for that. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. Who needs healing in your hearing and in your vision and your eyes? Your hearing and your eyes. Stand up, please. Healing in your hearing and healing in your eyes. And who needs healing in your shoulder? Just begin to pray in tongues right now. Eyes, shoulders, ears, hearing. That woman up in Idaho can get 100% hearing. Why can't you? God's no respecter of persons. He's the same in Idaho as he is in Crowley, isn't he? Hearing in the name of Jesus. Come forth. Now when I speak like that, I feel this, I feel this. It's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like an energy that just shoots out of my body. It's not me, it's God. Uh, But I can literally see people getting healed. Hearing in the name of... Well, I'll do that, Lord. Somebody's right foot's getting healed right now as they're sitting down. Whoever you are, you got pain in your right foot, stand up, jump on it three times. You're going to find out your foot's completely healed. Being healed right now in Jesus' name. Well, you said what you hadn't seen before. You said to me what you hadn't seen before. Now, did you notice I was about to pray for ears and God interrupted me and healed his foot? Look, he can interrupt anytime he wants. This is not my show. This is his. Come on, give him praise tonight. Now, hearing, I speak to the eardrums. I speak to the eustachian tube. Open up. Glory to God. There's a rush of hearing just came into an ear right now. Cataract, glaucoma, blurred vision, blindness, come out and enter again no more forever. And shoulder pain, shoulder pain that even comes down the arm. When you lift up your shoulder and you put it down, the pain radiates down your arm all the way to your elbow. I can see it. Come out. Come out of that shoulder now in the name of Jesus. Such as I have, I give unto you. Come out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now start taking that shoulder around like this. Start checking your hearing. Start checking your vision right now. There's healing happening at Heritage of Faith tonight. Start examining yourself. 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 yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who can can tell there's healing happening? you, You can tell it. You can tell it. Put your hand up. Friend, that's God. That's God. That's God. That's God. That's God. That's God. All right. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do that, Lord. Stiffness and swelling in the hands and, and, and difficulty opening and closing your hands. If that's you, stand up. 
and pain that's in your elbow. And, uh-huh, yes, I'll do that. And in your hips and in your knees and all the way down into your feet. Arthritis, bursitis, osteoarthritis, osteoporosis. Come on. Anything in the arthritis family in the name of Jesus. You know, Jesus took the stripes for your healing. He took a stripe for every sickness and disease that would ever be known to mankind. He took a stripe for it. I once read in a medical journal that doctors had put sickness and disease into 39 categories. And I thought to myself, they're confirming the word of God. 39 stripes for every disease. Hips and feet and knees and arms and elbows and fingers in the name of Jesus. Mishtabra, Shatiana, lift your voice in the spirit. Come out! Come out! Come out! And there it goes. Come out! Come out! Come out! Come out! Come out of the hips. Come out of the knees. Come out of the feet. Come out of the hands. Come out of the fingers. Come out of the joints. Come out of the bone. Come out of the muscle. Come out. A-L-S-M-S-M-D. Come out. Any crippling disease. Come out. Now start examining yourself right now. 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 See what God is doing. Start examining right now. Who can tell there's healing happening right now? Who can tell? Hold your hand up. He's catapulting us into a new level. It's a stronger anointing. It's a stronger presence. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Someone's having difficulty with your voice. Having trouble with your voice. Constant hoarseness in your voice. If that's you, stand up. Constant problem with your voice. In the name of Jesus, come out, come out, come out now in Jesus' mighty name. Ulcers, kidney, liver problem, if that's you, stand up. Blood pressure problem, blood sugar problem, if that's you, stand up. Mashtiyanana, cancer, anything in the blood, anything in the bowels, in the prostate, in the colon in the kidney, in the liver, any organ, in the heart, valve problem, irregular heartbeat, anything of that nature, tension, hyper, hyper, hypertension. Lean over and touch that person that's standing. There's a person here, I don't know who you are, but you have a tumor. You have a tumor on the left side. You have a tumor on the left side. It's like a small mass, a small tumor. And that mass, that tumor is dissolving right now. That mass, that tumor is dissolving right now. And when you go back, you're, you're going to find out that it's gone in the name of Jesus. Heart, I take hold of you with my faith. I take hold of this heart to beat normally. No arrhythmia, 
No skipping of beats. I take authority over the vessels, the, the blood vessels, the veins, the arteries. To open up so that the blood may flow unrestricted. Not only come from the heart, but go to the brain and to go all the way through every artery and every vein and every capillary from your head even unto your feet. Especially to that person that the blood doesn't get all the way down to the feet right and your feet are, are perennially cold because the blood doesn't flow well down your legs and in your feet. And you have constant cramping and your feet are always cold. That ends tonight. In the name of Jesus. Heart beat normally. All the arteries open up. Every problem with arterial sclerosis come out. In Jesus' name. Prostate, I speak to you. Be healed. Colon, function normally. In the name of Jesus. Kidneys, liver, be healed tonight. Blood pressure, which is too high, I take hold of you by faith and pull you down. And that which is too low, I take hold of you and pull you up. And blood sugar, which is too high, I take hold of you by faith and pull you down. And that which is too low, I pull you up in the name of Jesus. Cancer. The C word strikes fear. Last year, more than 1.6 million Americans received a diagnosis of cancer. It is of Satan. It is of the devil. I hate cancer. Cancer, if you know someone in your family with cancer or you need prayer, stand up right now. In the name of Jesus, I come against cancer in the breast. I come against the cancer in the bone. I come against the cancer in the brain. I come against the cancer in the vital organs in every area of the body. In the name of Jesus, come out. I think we've received more healings of cancer Testimonies, I should say, of healings of cancer in the past six months than any time in my life. I'm talking about stage four cancer. No, no way to operate. And the doctors, the doctors are, are confirming now. I read two of them tonight. Cancer leaving in the name of Jesus. I send it out to you. Hallelujah. Everybody standing for just a moment. Everyone standing for just a moment. Lift your hands unto the Lord. Father, I take authority over every sickness, over every disease. God, you're not the author of it. The devil is the author of it. He's the one who comes but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But your word says that you gave us Jesus that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly, everlasting and eternal. And I praise you tonight for healing, healing, healing. That burning sensation that's leaving right now. The person that has the difficulty every time you eat, uh, the heartburn, it just, it just, oh my, it bothers you constantly. And the psoriasis is being healed tonight as well. In the name of Jesus, I speak to your body to cooperate with the word of God. Now, let your faith go to the Lord. Let your faith go to the Lord. Say, Lord. I release my faith. Healing is mine. Jesus went to the cross that I might be saved, forgiven, and healed in every area of my life. And your greatest wish is for me to prosper and to be in health, even as my soul prospers in every area of my life. And so I say to the devil, Satan, take your hands off me. I don't belong to you. I belong to God. I was paid for by the shed blood of Jesus. I call myself healed. I receive my healing. Now begin to give him praise. Hallelujah.
Now, who can tell? Who here tonight can tell you're receiving a healing tonight and you know it? I mean, if you know it, if you know you're being healed tonight, step out in the aisle, come down to this altar right now. Make a line behind me. I mean, if you can tell, everybody else, you can be seated. Come down here and make a line all the way across. Face me. Face me. Brother Tony, could I have a hand mic? Hand mic? Oh, thank you, Pastor. There's hardly anybody left sitting out here. Are you saying every one of you got a healing tonight? Really? Are you serious? You got a healing tonight? What happened to you? I hear a lot better than I did before. I can hear 100% now. <laughs> You're hearing 100%? Yes. What happened tonight? My shoulder. I can feel it in my shoulder. It's better. How do you know? Well, it's not hurting. <laughs> it's a good way to know. What happened when we prayed? Uh, my back has been killing me forever, osteoarthritis, all the way through all my joints, and I feel like a million bucks. She said a million bucks. What does it feel like to feel like a million bucks? I, I like that. What happened? I saw you get healed on in your breathing. I have no crackle anymore. No what? Crackle on my chest. No crackle? Yes, sir. Well, how, how did it affect you before? When I breathe, I try to talk. I cr crackle, you can hear it. I can hear it in my head. No, it's gone. What happened when we prayed? I, so I don't know what's been going on with me. I've just been feeling off. And when you prayed that last time, I just felt like this warm, fuzzy feeling all over and everything just felt normal. So I just feel, feel really good, actually. Warm, fuzzy feeling. That's what I felt when I met Lindsay. You know, I cannot, I cannot tell you how much it means to me when I travel and minister that I know that my wife is on her face praying over me. It means more to me than I could ever say. If you don't have an intercessor prayer warrior with you, find one. Okay? Someone who will stand by your side and stand with you in faith and give you what Lindsay has given me, the gospel of you can not the gospel of you can't. I went through that. But I get the gospel of you can, and I'll stand with you, and I'll help you do it. Praise God. That's what Brother Jerry has in Carolyn. That's what Brother Justin has in Annette. Yeah, it means a great deal. That warm, fuzzy feeling, if you reminded me of that. I'm thinking right now about that warm, fuzzy feeling. I like that. What happened when we prayed? My hands are not hurting anymore. I was having major problems, and doctor said that I might have to have surgery on these fingers, but thank God it's gone. You might have to have surgery on the fingers? Mm -hmm. Well, how did it bother your fingers? Uh, they were saying that something is getting caught, uh, and so it was sticking. Uh, it's getting stuck. Is it stuck now? No, no, no. How do, how do you know it's stuck? <laughs> I can move it, <laughs> and it's not hurting. Hallelujah. Aren't you... Aren't you the woman who was up singing this morning yes, and preaching and, 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 and prophesying yes, and praying in tongues? Yes. You're guilty of that, huh? Yes, but I'm healed. And you were sowing seed into the congregation this wow, morning. Wow. And now look at her getting healed tonight. What happened when we prayed? I had my knuckle. Uh, I couldn't make a fist, and now it's tight. You couldn't make a fist? No. Can you make one now? Yeah. Yeah. What happened when we prayed? Well, they told me that I have a heart blockage, but as you prayed for healing in the heart, I could feel the blood flow just moving and going up to my brain and just, just peace, just peace, release and peace. What did you feel when we prayed? Well, I've, I have nerve pain, had nerve pain down my legs. I've had, had? Yes, I've had back 
uh, problems for probably about five years, and the nerve pain went away. Gone? Gone. Did it shoot all the way down your legs? Yes, it was all the way down my legs. Every time I move, it'll grab and hurt. And Whenever you move. I think I can do the hula hoop again. <laughs> so it's pretty awesome. But I felt like the... You mo- think you can do the hula hoop <laughs> No, again? I can't. <laughs> but I, I, I felt like the enemy was trying to get me to lose my posture, so kind of bow to him, so I felt like tonight it released. So now you can stand up? I can stand straight. And I, you know, we start believing the lies of the enemy, I'm like, maybe I should be this way, but today I'm this You way. know, so many people think, well, I just, I, I, I guess I'm just getting old. And, and, and this is going to bother me, so I'm just going to accept it. You know, my friends say I, 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 they've had this, and, and they know the signs. And Well, can I, can I give you two good words? Bull hunky. I cleaned that up just for you. Can you say bull hunky? I cleaned that up, all right? That's what I say to the devil all the time, bull hunky. I'm not going to accept that. No, I am the healed of the Lord. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I was made only a little bit lower than the angels. Greater is he who's in me than he that is in the world. Satan, get the hell out of my life. Now, you can talk like that to him. Don't talk like that to the person next to you, but talk like that to the devil. What happened when we prayed tonight? Well, um, you prayed over hands, and a few months back, I did something to my hand, and I strained it, and I hadn't been able to make a fist or open, really open bottles without any pain or anything, and I can make a fist with no pain. I'm moving it. There's no pain, and then you pe- you prayed over kidneys. I've had kidney pain for the longest time, and I have no pain. <laughs> no pain. Hallelujah. What, what happened tonight when we prayed? Same thing, the hands. A uh, few months back, I uh, popped this finger out of joint, and it's, my hand was just cramped all the time. And I playing music and, and everything, and you know, I had, had problems. Well, you said about the fingers, about the hands and the fingers and the joints, and no longer out of joint. It's in. I can no pop pain? it out. No joint. No, no pain. No at pain all? whatsoever. Praise God. No, sir. Hallelujah. <laughs> Good. What happened? Well, shoulder, hand, everything started, there, there was pain, just, and you kind of overlook it, yeah, and then all of a sudden when someone so sits, just live with it? You, you, that sort of, you know, you say that because you just, I'll be darned if I'm going to sit here, I'm getting up and going somewhere, but you still have a, an ouch mm-hmm. type of thing. Well, I sit there and all of a sudden my hand wasn't, I could, like them, my hand, my shoulder, my neck. Everything that you mentioned, and I never put a name to them. You know, I just tell God each day, I know I'm healed, my youth is renewed like the eagles, and I walk in it. And so, when you said those words, I knew those were the things that were happening. And I stood for cancer for a family member, and I believe I see that she's healed. What happened? Um, I got COVID in uh, 2000, whatever, and um, it attacked my lungs. And I haven't been able to breathe until tonight. What happened when we prayed? I, I've had several rib injuries over the past few years from something that happened in college. And I was just really, I re-injured it last weekend. And I've been really, really sore. And it's, it's subsided. We need to it's test not. it out. Somebody punch him. <laughs> Somebody punch him, not me. <laughs> what happened when we prayed? Uh, I've, like, for the last six years, just been managing back pain with chiropractic care. Managing back pain. Managing. And Living I was, with it. I wasn't in pain when I came in, but my last visit, I was diagnosed with scoliosis that I, just over the years of bad posture and bad mattress and stuff, and I, like, I just felt a warmth in my back and kind of felt some popping, and I'm believing the next time I go in the back x-rays are going to be straight. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> what happened when we prayed? Um, my, when you said elbows, uh, I injured my elbow about three months ago, and I've been just believing and standing, and the warmth of God came all over it, and hallelujah. Thank you, you have some problem with one of your legs? No, sir. No? Who has a problem with your leg right here? 
Uh, I, knew I, was, I knew I was near the person with the problem with the leg. I didn't know who it was. Sometimes I, I miss it a person or two. I missed it a minute. I thought it was him. It was you. What, what happened? My leg has just been hurting and tingling. And um, just before coming in, I, I, I know I was, I was diagnosed with um, high cholesterol, and I'm not able to take any medication. I've just been believing that God's healing me. But I was reading, and it was talking about just the word that you use, arterial sclerosis. Yes. And... Um, and it was just saying that if you don't take care of it, that's where it will go. And so I'm, I'm healed. I have no pain in my leg. No pain? No pain in my leg. How long has it bothered you? For about three days, I've just been feeling it in my, in my feet and in my leg. When I, when I called him up and he started talking, I, I, I felt this rush go down my leg. And that's, that's yeah. oftentimes, people often say to me, Richard, what, what do you feel when you get a word of knowledge? I, first of all, I have I feel that part of my body, and then I see a person having that issue, and then I say it. And sometimes when I get real near people, I, I'll know who it is. I, I missed it by one person. I thought it was him, but you're shorter, <laughs> and you were standing kind of almost under him over here, and I missed it by about that far, but I didn't miss it much. <laughs> and you're healed tonight. Amen. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. What, what happened? What did they pray? Well, I, I've been having some problems with um, uh, low blood sugar, uh, low, blood pressure, uh, low blood pressure because of my iron. And whenever I'd stand up quickly, I would get really dizzy. Mm-hmm. And so it's been happening for a long time. But today when they prayed, whoever put their hand on me, I just felt the heat go through my somebody body. Somebody touched you? Yeah, somebody, they, they touched me, and I just felt the heat go through my body, and I know I'm completely restored. Praise God. Yeah. What happened when pray? Wait, when we were talking about high blood pressure, my blood pressure has been 289 over 80. They rushed me to the emergency room, and they couldn't understand why. They said, you should have a stroke, and, and it was just kind of crazy, and I've been having... It's been so up and down, up and down. What did you feel tonight? I feel good. I, I, I know. I, you know, sometimes I get lightheaded and, and stuff like that. But What did you feel no. when we prayed? I just knew in my spirit I was healed. When you just yes. said, that I just know that I know. Yes. And, and, and praise God. Yes. I'm healed. Yes. And I receive it. Check it out. Yes. Check it out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together. Y'all come back. Brother Jerry, would you mind coming up here? Jerry, Brother Jerry felt the leading of the Lord to have sort of a double header on prosperity and healing. And I am, I am so honored that he would invite me and Pastor Justin would invite me to come and to be a part of this. And Brother Jerry, I just want you to know how grateful I am, how much I love you and honor you and honor your ministry. And I would ask a favor of you tonight because as you and I and Brother Sister Carolyn were sharing last night, there are some big things that God has laid on my heart. And in the natural, I don't know how I'm going to do them, but God knows. And I'd like to ask you, before I sit down, would you pray over me? And would you all stretch your hands out toward me tonight? And uh, if Lindsay, is, if Lindsay, if you're watching right now, this is for you as much as it is for me. Because she and I are together in this. And God's speaking to us to do a number of, of new things in Tulsa. And it's going to take us to the next level. And sometimes when you're moving toward the next level, you don't know how you're going to get there. Any more than Abraham knew where he was going when God said, get out on the highway and start driving. <laughs> okay. He found out where he's going, but it took a while. Okay. Well, I don't know exactly how I'm going to get to that place, but I know I'm going to get there. Okay. And I want Brother Jerry to pray over me. He gave me a powerful scripture just before the service. And I'm taking that home to Lindsay uh, to, to pray that uh, in Psalm 44. I'll be, I'll be praying that, but I want to ask if you would pray over me tonight. Yes. Um, we want every one of you to set your agreement or set your faith in this and your agreement in it. And let me just share with you a part of it. One of the things that they're believing God for to go to the next level 
is their own building, new new office facilities, land. Well, we know what that's, what that's like. Because we're in a building program right now. And we've been believing God for the money to be able to pay cash to what we're doing. And it's coming right along, praise God, the cash. Hallelujah. And it's going to continue to increase. And the scripture the Lord led me to share with Richard is the scripture that we've used uh, for many, many years now. Obviously, you all know that I teach on the favor of God quite often. It's, it's what I call my signature message. I've taught it all over the world. I've, I've written many books and produced many resources about the favor of God. And one of the things I learned about God's favor is that when it's on you, it produces real estate. Amen. Real estate. And uh, Psalm 44, verse 3, says, They got not the land through their own might or their own ability or their own strength. They got it because, and I'm paraphrasing, the favor of God was on them. And that's the scripture I shared with Richard. And I want you to stand with us in agreement with he and Lindsay that the favor of God is going to produce this land, is going to produce this new facility, this new building, and they're not going to have to make it happen themselves. The favor of God's going to make it happen. Can you agree with that? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray over Richard and Lindsay and their ministry, and we pray and we know that it is time for them to go to the next level, catapulted to the next level of their own facility, the land to build it on. And we believe the favor of God that is on their life and ministry. Now, Lord, I just want to remind you, I know you don't need to be reminded, but I'm really saying it for my own benefit. Your servant, Oral Roberts, blessed hundreds of thousands of people in his lifetime. Millions of people. And he did it for you. He did it for the kingdom. Now I'm asking as a favor to me, cause that reward to come to Richard and Lindsay and their ministry in Jesus' name. All the seed that all robbers planted, may Richard and Lindsay and this ministry do the reaping of it. The harvesting of it. In Jesus' name. And we decree they have land. They have money. They have the facilities. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. And let's all give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. You agree? Shout, I agree. I agree. Amen. Thank you, sir. Praise God. Are you glad Richard came tonight? Seated, if you will. <coughs> I told him on the way over here, uh, make this your church home. <laughs> you can come from Tulsa anytime you want. This is your church home. Just down 35. Just take 35. Yeah. Amen. You know, Abraham didn't come down 35, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. He, he can just become an, a, a commuting associate minister. Okay, you you are home here, Richard. We sincerely believe that you're home here, and you're always welcome here. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to call Pastor Justin up and allow him to uh, share with you about sowing a seed into Richard's ministry. And uh, I want you to be as generous as you possibly can. And I just want to remind you of a scripture that's found in the book of Luke. And it talked about the many, particularly women, that Jesus ministered to. And it said some of them were delivered. uh, Some of them, devils were cast out of them. Some of them, healing was wrought in their bodies. And it said they followed him. They literally became partners with his ministry. They followed him and ministered unto him of their substance. Another translation says, of their own capital reserve. Women, you need to have your own capital reserve. And all the women said, amen. Amen. 
And then all the women said to their husbands, are you hearing this? (laughs) Amen. So if you've been blessed tonight, then let's minister unto him as a representative of Jesus of our own capital reserve. Amen.